Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. Right now, I am off to the Midlands to catch up with another youngster in the industry. I'm starting to feel incredibly old this week. Everyone's in their 20s. Ah! But you'll know her as Looks by Lol. She was recently crowned Instagram queen by Lashbase. It's Lauren Cutler. Hello, Lol. Hi. <laughs> Thank you How for you? coming on. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I feel very honoured. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, you were recently crowned Lashbase's Instagram queen. And we're going to talk about all of that because that's such an achievement. And we'll yeah. come on to the business side of, of, of your life. But first of all, I want to poke around behind the lashes and find out a little bit about you. Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> so you are 24, so I don't have to dig that far back. <laughs> but how was life growing up for you? Um, do you know what? I had, you know, pretty regular life, um, nothing too interesting. Uh, always, you know, lived in Joytwitch, born and bred. <laughs> um, I'm kind of one of those people that I'm very close with my family and I always have been since a very young age. So even when I go on holiday abroad I get so homesick um, and I think I was just brought up in such a close-knit household which was lovely but I don't really tend to venture too far out of Droitwich so when I do it's very out of my comfort zone and yeah but I've yeah pretty regular childhood um, grew up went to middle school high school um, I joined into a sixth form did all my A-levels um, I always wanted to get into beauty, but I kept getting told by people, don't go down that route. So I was Why almost- do you think that was? I think, I say back then, but it wasn't like that long ago. <laughs> um, I, kept, I kept getting told like, you know, you don't want to work under somebody else. And I don't think people realise, well, like people that I knew realised, you could go self-employed in this industry and you could make something of yourself. And I think everyone just assumed that I would end up on minimum wage in a, in a salon and I wouldn't make anything of it. So I ended up doing like psychology and sociology A-levels, which I was rubbish at. <laughs> no, um, was it not your thing? I find it really interesting and I, and I love... Every, you know I love subjects like that and I love like the storytelling and things especially behind like psychology I think it's so fascinating but deep down I was I was going home and rather than doing homework I was doing my makeup and that's what I would do all the time so when it came to choosing to go to university or getting a job I actually took a year out and went to a different college and I went kind of down the fashion and beauty route that way which again, I didn't really enjoy the fashion side of things. <laughs> I was rubbish at making clothes. Um, and I ended up just flicking from job to job after that year. Um, I worked at Waitrose as um, I used to defish fish and wow, yeah, debone meat. And I used to do all of that on the fish and meat counter, which was so glamorous. <laughs> um, I even worked at a vet's as a nurse for a little bit for a few months. And ended up in Clinique, working for Clinique. And it wasn't until I got into Clinique, I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be in beauty. And I just bit the bullet and I did a lash extension course. Didn't have a clue what lashes were at all. And it's just grown into looks by low and it's just amazing. So how long ago was your lash course? It would be four years ago this summer coming up, so nearly four years now. And had you not really known about lashes by then? Had you not ever had extensions done? I mean, I thought lashes were quite big in the Midlands. Um, I never even, I didn't even know what lash extensions were. So really? I went on this, yeah, I went on this lash course and I'd never heard of it. So I knew that nobody in my area, that as far as I was aware anyway, did lash extensions and whenever I went and got my nails done or got my hair done, I never 
I never heard about them. So I saw this course online. I just literally typed in beauty courses and it came up and I was like, never heard of that. I was tempted to go down the nail route or the makeup route, but I thought there's so many girls in my area that already do nails and I want to do something different. And yeah, I went and did the course and I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> was it an in the room course or was it online? It was in the room. So it was like a day course that I did. And then I had um, case studies to finish afterwards. Um, but all in all, I finished my case studies quite quickly within a couple of months. And yeah, I managed to rent a room with a girl that I knew. And I, you know, looks by law just started growing that way. I love the name. I assumed it, I had no idea it was to obviously to do with your, your name because lol has become such a thing, hasn't it? But you were lol before there was lol. Yeah, so growing up, I wasn't really known as Lauren. Um, I used to get called Lolly when I was younger. <laughs> so from being called Lolly by a lot of my friends and family, it's just shortened into Lol. And that's always been my nickname. And I was like, I don't want to do lashes by Lol. Everyone does lashes by, nails by. I want to mm -hmm. do something different. And I kept thinking, I was like, why don't I just do looks by Lol? Because then if I want to venture into other you know like nails or hair whatever it comes under looks or you know anything else really yeah. but I don't think I could stray away from lashes now <laughs> you not think did you ever get did you finish did you get a makeup diploma I mean do, are you qualified in makeup as well so I do have some sort of makeup qualification from my college but it was a very basic course so I think if I was to ever go into makeup I definitely would need to go and probably do a different course but the thing is a lot of stuff that I do now especially with like my tutorials and things I do on Instagram sometimes it is all just self-taught just from YouTube videos and yeah. makeup influencers I've seen through YouTube that are like quite successful now um I would love to do makeup alongside lashing but I don't know I think lashes is just it's too yeah. big for me <laughs> yeah tell me about your Instagram because you've got a big following now and obviously you got the award from lash base well done thank you Instagram queen tell me about that and what your secret is and did you set out to have this killer Instagram account or did it just kind of happen organically do you know what I made my Instagram do you know the Instagram account is actually very old it's from when I was at college and I used to post um like makeup on it um just for a bit of fun and I had the account private so just my friends followed it and it was kind of when I was like a bit more into makeup so the account was made like six years ago <laughs> which it, and it only had about five followers I just had my closest friends on there and that account actually helped me get my job at Clinique I used to post makeup photos on there my area manager for Clinique was like oh you've got an Instagram account for makeup and I thought you know what I'll turn this into my lashing account now so I kind of already understood Instagram quite well from college and all of a sudden I just I, I honestly don't know how it happened I get asked this all the time it just grew and I didn't, I didn't set out to try and grow followers. I didn't think, what can I do today to gain 20 followers or 30 followers? They literally just came and I am so grateful for it because people obviously like my page and they, they enjoy what they see. And I think without the help of um, the Lash Company Lash Base, I was an ambassador for them for about a year. Without them posting a few of my pictures and promoting me, I don't think it would have grown as quickly. But even now, I don't ambassador for anyone now. I kind of keep myself to myself. I like, I want to venture out and use lots of different brands. And even now it's just still growing. And I'm like, I don't know who, like where they're coming from because I try hard with my account, but Instagram is actually a hobby for me. And when I'm not, I know it sounds like, you know, people have other hobbies like painting and reading. My hobby is Instagram and I enjoy Instagram and I enjoy taking photos for Instagram and playing on Instagram and I can spend hours on it because I enjoy it. It's a hobby. And I think because it is genuinely a hobby of mine, that is probably why it has done so well. And I imagine that's why it did. But I, I think it's crazy that people view me as an Instagram queen because I'm like, am I? <laughs> your photographs are lovely. Um, do you take just pictures on your, on your phone? How do you go about taking your photographs? 
Yeah, so just my iPhone 8 it was originally, and I've recently just got the iPhone 12, but I sometimes prefer the quality on the iPhone 8, if I'm honest, but I haven't managed to take many lash pictures with my new phone because of all these lockdowns we've been having. But yeah, it's just my iPhone and then just a couple of apps that I tend to edit like my client's skin with and... Obviously, I don't try and over edit too much, especially like I always talk about this, like never to edit the actual eyelashes. But I think it's just knowing how to tweak your photos slightly. And, you know, I take about a thousand photos of a client before they leave the room. So I go home. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got so many photos to choose from rather than just two or three, because I always end up hating half of them anyway. Yeah, I know. They say that the camera never lies, but I swear it does when it comes to lash pictures, because they so they look so much better in the flesh and then you look at them on your phone and you're like oh god that's crap I'm not posting that yeah I um I, I do take I don't let them leave until I've got at least like 100 200 photos and they're like you can see their eyes are watering and I'm like just one more photo please <laughs> so what do you think in terms of lighting and photography? Is that important? What would you recommend to girls taking lash pictures? I know they can't at the moment, but when they get back, what should they aim for? Well, I when I take my photos, I do it from all different angles, from the right-hand side, the left-hand side. I get behind them. I even try and hover in front of them, above, below. Mm-hmm. You want to get every single angle in there. Um, I also do different lighting. So I'll do some with all the lights off and just my flash. Mm-hmm. I'll put the ring light on and do some with the ring light. I'll even do some without the ring light, with the blinds open, the blinds shut. Mm-hmm. And this is why it takes me so long to take photos mm-hmm. at the end of a set, because... I will take all these photos, different angles, different lightings. And I think the best thing to do when you're trying to get a good photo is if you have that much variety on your phone or your camera afterwards, you can then pick and choose the best ones. And I think with the time of the day as well, I find that I get better photos in the day rather than in the evening because that's just the way my lighting is in my lash room. I find it quite difficult in the evening when it gets dark to take nice photos. But I would just say to people, you want to spend a good five minutes at least taking the photos, different angles, turn your lights on and off, shut your curtains, open your curtains. It's just it's just about playing around and seeing what suits you, really. Yeah, absolutely. And what's your, um, fa- I mean, obviously your lashes and my lashes are kind of like at different ends of the spectrum. I like really, really short lashes and you're about the, all about the drama. Do you, is that kind of, did you set out for that to be your kind of niche? Or is that driven by your client base? It's more my client base, um, I must say. I rarely get somebody in asking for natural lashes Mm. nowadays. Like, I used to love doing like a nice, beautiful, natural classic set. And I rarely get asked to do it now. And sometimes I'll be craving just a classic set. And I'm like, please, somebody come in today and ask me for classics and then everyone's like can I have full volume please <laughs> like touching my eyebrows and I'm like I just want to do a classic set <laughs> but no I do I do love a glamorous set because like I do think it looks lovely on the Instagram and stuff as well and yeah. I feel like a big bougie set on my Instagram tends to get more notice than a natural set mm-hmm. but sometimes I just sit there and I'm like I've had enough of volume I don't want to see another volume lash again for the rest of the week <laughs> Did you, when you trained, did you do classics first and then quite quickly transition to volume or did you do a straight to volume course? I don't think they probably were around when you... No, so I did a classic course, first of all, um, and just did all of that. Um, A lot of stuff I did have to self-teach myself. There are so many things now that I've learned through Instagram and other lash technicians and things now that I would be like I would never do in my lash career now that I learned back then. I think the industry changes all the time though, doesn't it? Um, And Russian lashes, I did like, I can't even remember, it was such a bad course and I can't remember what it was. It was online and I did it not long after, maybe like six months, a year later. And it was a quick little course and you got your qualification and I hated it. So I kind of didn't do any Russian lashes. And I think in the past, maybe, year or so I stepped away from using pre-made fans because I was obsessed with them and I think that's how my name actually came about at first I was known as the pre-made fan kind of girl on Instagram um 
and I just started self-teaching myself the pinch method and I have gone down like an easy fun route as well before and I've just kind of self-taught myself the Russians but I definitely want to go on a proper Russian volume course and that was my plan last year to go and do a proper volume course and update myself with it all because the amount of little information I got from the classic course four years ago I just kept thinking I must be doing stuff wrong with Russians now so that was my goal last year but corona got in the way so I'm hoping mm. this year I can do a decent Russian course I don't want to do it online I want to go and see no, one in person yeah have you got your eye on anyone to go and train with if you could train with anyone in the world oh. who would you train with do you know what? I can't help but keep seeing Ariane on my um, posts and she just seems like such an amazing person. And I actually met her at um, one of the Alash Base Awards parties and she's so lovely and so nice. And I think I definitely would want to go and train with um, her. She's just, she's so good at what she does. And I know she's like separated now and she's doing her own teaching mm -hmm. academy thing. And she's just amazing. And I also learned a little bit from Mia Clark. Yes. She's been really poorly with coronavirus. I know. I, I honestly, I felt so, I felt really felt for her when I saw all of her stories this week, but I, I have seen she's hopefully on the mend now, which yes, super happy about, but I did a masterclass with Mia. It was like a joint masterclass where I kind of talked about using pre-made fans in um, my like messy, not messy, my wispy kind of yeah. sets and she was like can you do a little masterclass in my big one so I learned I learned quite a lot from her that day and I was like I've never seen this before so I, this, that was when I was like I definitely need to update my my Russian training but right now it's all kind of just self-taught from the basics that I had before but um that's my goal this year to get mm. some proper updated even classic training I'd love to go and get updated yeah. classic training because I yeah. feel like only doing a couple of courses and going to a couple of masterclasses. I just, I don't know. I always feel like I'm missing out something all the time. I think that's key really as lash artists, if you want to grow and you want to be at the top of your game, it's that I think lots of my students maybe think that they come and do the course and that's that. They then just go and do lashes and that's that. And that is fine. You can definitely do it that way. But I think if you want to be a really, you know, up there with the, with the best, you have to completely keep updating your skills. And I'm a great advocate for training. I'm always training. I've got so many certificates because I'm sort of addicted to training. So you're totally right. It is about updating your skills and, and not resting on your laurels or your lols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's literally how I think at the moment. Yeah. I think with this lockdown and everything as well, it's made me more want to go out there and not only that I love meeting other lash artists yeah. in the flesh and I'm like I only know you through Instagram and it's so great to finally meet you in person and I think that's one of my biggest goals I want to get out there more and go to more master classes and meet more people we just need the lash events to be back on don't we and the like it's like a dream isn't it it's like well it's actually like a nightmare because I feel like we're just stuck in this on this kind of hamster wheel of just uh, no you're not allowed to dream anything or, or plan anything it's it's horrendous isn't it 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 really is but I think I'm trying to take positives from it I'm trying to think about you know you've got the time off lol enjoy it you you never give yourself the only time I'll ever book time off work is if I have a holiday and I will literally work up into the point where my flight's yeah. a couple of hours away and then my plane will land back in England and I'm like right work tomorrow again and I will never book a random day off for myself or a random week off just to enjoy time at home so I need to think you're never going to get this time off again to enjoy yourself and to I don't know plan goals and manifest mm -hmm. and all of this so I think I'm just, I'm just trying to take positives from it, but it can, you know, like you said, being stuck on a hamster wheel, sometimes it really is like that, isn't it? But then sometimes it is a bit like being stuck on another kind of hamster wheel when you're lashing. As you say, if you're back to back and you never give yourself a breather, I think I'm keen to never get back on that lash hamster wheel ever again. I have definitely, as you have just said, taken positives from this and made micro changes to the way that i plan to run my life when we're back out in the in the real world again mm -hmm. um, let's just talk about this period of time this last one well, nearly a year we've been in this so we closed down third week of March 
What did that do to your head? <laughs> do you know what? It was very surreal at the time. I, um, I'm not going to lie. I was really excited for some time off. <laughs> and I feel so awful saying it, but I was like, oh my goodness, I have never had like a couple of weeks. I, I literally did think it was only going to be like three weeks though. And I was like, I've got three weeks off from lashing and it's starting to turn into summer and it's, it's warm out and I can do all these things. And at first I enjoyed it. I won't lie to you. But when it got to like the three, four week mark, I was a bit like, okay what's going on now and I, I started to worry because I had bills and this was before I had my studio so I was thinking oh how am I going to pay rent because I was renting a room and I was mm. like oh my goodness like I haven't thought about all these other things and how am I going to make money like mm. I've got other responsibilities such as like car food phone bills you know insurance and I just my that's when I started to get quite anxious then were you um what was your setup? Were you living at home then? Were you, did you have a mortgage to pay or anything like that? So I'm really lucky. I, I still live at home and I do pay rent at home to my mum and dad. But I've also got things like my help to buy ISA, which money comes out of that monthly. Um, my, my other savings accounts. I've got my car bill. Um, I've got my phone. I've got my salon rent that I was having to pay at the time, which luckily we got some relief for, which I was so thankful for. Um, but no, it wasn't too stressful in the case that I had a mortgage or anything like that. I think because I'm so set on saving up for a house, I was like, I'm never going to move out till I'm like 30, am I? <laughs> and I just, I think I panicked about that. And it wasn't until I was put into a position where I was offered this studio to rent, to, to have. And I was, it was really, really a hard decision because I knew I didn't have the money. And that was probably one of the biggest dramas I faced in the lockdown, to be honest. And how did that come about? So it just came up, did it, for, for rent? Where is that? Is that nearby? Yes. So I've actually worked in the building already for the past three years. And the girl who owned it before, she, you know, she was kind of, she had a baby recently and she decided that she didn't want the responsibility of running the salon anymore. And me and her were quite close at the time. And she was like, I'd, if, if anyone was to have it, I'd want to offer it to you first. And I live, I, I live literally five minutes away from it. So it's perfect for me. But then I kept thinking that place needs decorating. I would be taking on bills that I'm not used to paying. I've got to then sign a lease and pay a landlord for it. And that's when it started getting quite stressful. But I've been dreaming about having this building for the last three years as well. Mm -hmm. So I was put into a situation where it was either I have it and I take it or I don't and I wait and I work from home for God knows how long and I see where the future takes me. And I just you know what, I thought, I'm just going to take it, I'm just going to have it, and I did it. <laughs> I love that, that's such a brave move, right in the middle of lockdown, you took mm -hmm. that step, so that was a, a big risk, and arguably, is still a big risk, I mean, here we are, still in lockdown, so what happened, you got the studio, were you able to do any of the work to it that you wanted to? So I got the studio um, and this was probably in, this was in June, I got the studio. And luckily, um, two of the girls that actually were working there before me, one of which I've been best friends with since I was born. Um, and the other girl, she, me and her are really close as well. Luckily, they were both like, we want to stay. So we'll still support you and help you out. So I kind of had those two to, you know, keep me supported. And the place did need decorating, I'm not going to lie. The decoration was so old in there. So I spent a good, like, two or three months of lockdown, which was really good for my mental health, I think. Mm -hmm. It was keeping me really busy. We were ripping floors out, replacing the floors, ripping stairs out, carpets out. Wow. The whole entire place got renovated, and I had to use my house savings, which... Looking back at it now, it was an it's an investment at the end of the day. And my business at the time was more important to me than buying a house. Because like you said, I'm only 24. Mm -hmm. There is no rush. So I used a lot of my house savings to get all that decorating done. And I think it took maybe two or three months. And then the nail girls were eventually allowed back before we were. And they managed to go back. And I was like, I've, 
just finished the decorating and it was heartbreaking because I couldn't be in my brand new salon and they were able to work in there and it was just that was probably one of like the really hardest things as well not being able to go back to my brand new studio and watching other people in there yeah really hard it did feel like we were being um badly treated didn't it I mean mm -hmm. we were like last out apart from like strip clubs and casinos, uh, <laughs> I think you know it's just like ah, oh, it was it was it was painful. And do you remember that that August where we were going back? I mean, you were probably the same. You'd probably like were ready to open on the Saturday, and then on the Friday lunchtime, I think it was. It was like nah, changed our minds, and it was like it was like they were literally trying to torture us. Mm -hmm. I remember I was I was ready I'd booked all my clients in and it took me days to book those clients back in and they were all so excited and I was sat in my lounge at the time and I, rem I remember it so clearly and I was with my dad he was off work at the time and I remember another lash tech messaged me and it was lunchtime and she went babe are you watching the news and I was like no why, why would I be watching the news we're going back tomorrow she went we're not going back tomorrow and I and I kind of thought this is a joke yeah. like someone's made up a rumor and it's spread around social media yeah. and there was Boris on my tv telling us we couldn't go back and I just burst into tears and I remember being sat in a little ball in my lounge and my dad was like trying to cuddle me and I was like oh my god I can't believe this it was just so heartbreaking and I can't believe they messed us around the way they did it, it's just wrong it was wrong and the amount of money that some girls had spent you know the salon owners there were balloon arches fresh flowers you oh. know Prosecco fountains you know the money and and never mind just the financial I mean they were spending money that they didn't even have everyone had bought new new glues you know we were oh it was it was it was crippling and it did feel like the the cruelest blow I can't remember remember how long after it was that we went back it was quite soon wasn't it was it like another two weeks or something it was two weeks I think it was the middle of August because it was around the middle of August I'm pretty sure because okay, I remember were let out then the 18th or 19th of August so it was two weeks prior to that that they said no you're not do you know yeah. what it all blurs you think you're never going to forget this because it's like in, indelibly marked on your brain like a tattoo but actually as we get further away from it, it all just does blur and blend. And I forget, you know, what all the dates were. But anyway, how was it going back to work when we did get back? Oh, I loved it. And you know what I loved the most? The fact that I had all these full sets and I just kept thinking, think about all the pictures I'm going to get for social media. <laughs> and I, I was so excited because I love doing a fresh full set of lashes and I was doing all these lashes and I kind of, it was quite stressful because I found that I was very slow. Yeah, did you? I was going to ask you, that was my next question. Were you slow? Yeah. Uh, even now, like at Christmas, I kept thinking, I kept looking at my watch and I was like, my next client's in 10 minutes, like, and I haven't even finished. And have I really gotten that slow? And I even added on like 20 minutes onto my booking times and I was still super slow. And I was just, I was panicking then, but I thought, you know what, if it takes me two and a half, three hours to do a, you know, a volume set, which it should take that long anyway, yeah. for most people, but even like hybrid sets was sometimes taking me two and a half hours. And I just thought, you know what, I would rather spend the quality and, you know, the time on a set of lashes and earn the money mm. than rush somebody through just to get mm. my money back. I yeah. think it's wrong when that happens. Yeah. What's your favourite set to do? You're talking about hybrids there. How do you approach your hybrid sets? Um, <laughs> so I do this thing now where it's like a textured hybrid set mm -hmm. that I've kind of like come up with over time I suppose and it's where I mix loads of different curls different lengths different thicknesses I'll mix handmade easy fan pre-made classics flat lashes I mix them all together and I just love doing those sets I think they you lash map it out how do you not get like lost and how do you get the symmetry what's your approach do you map it all out no, I don't. So I kind of make it up as I go along, which I know sounds, 
works. It works. It pays off. Your pictures are gorgeous. You know what? I, I sometimes mentor this to other lash techs when I do my mentoring and they're just like, I don't understand what you're doing right now. And I'm like, you kind of just have to just trust yourself and trust your instinct. And obviously, you know, you don't go and put 14s on the inner corner of someone's eyes. You know, you start off short and you go out longer and shorter on the ends. But I don't have particular because I'm mixing so many curls and lengths together, I kind of just go for it. And the way I keep it symmetrical is I'll do a few on one eye, then move to the other eye, do a few there, back to the other eye. And that's how I keep it symmetrical. I could never do just one eye, finish the one eye, then do the other mm -hmm. eye because they would open their eyes and it would be one yeah. up here, one down yeah. here. So you always go eye to eye. Do you decide prior to starting that it's going to be more of a cat eye or are you going to do open eye? Do you, do you do that or are you literally feeling your way along or do you tend to veer towards, do your clients mostly like the catty eye look? Most, uh, well, I always do a consultation before, no matter what, even if they're a regular, I'll always say, do you want to go with what we did last time or what do you want to do? And I always say to them, do you want a cat eye? Do you want a doll eye? Do you want, and half the time they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I forget they don't know lash language. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking in lash language right now. So I just show them some photos on Instagram most of the time. And I, I just say, here's my phone, just choose what you like and I'll go off that. So most of the time they come in with a kind of like an idea. Some people do say, do whatever you want, but I still, I hate that because I'm like, if I do them too long and you hate them, you're going to come back at me for that. But you've told me to do what I want. So I still get a little bit of information. I'm going to, I always say, how long do you want them? Eyebrows, natural, short. Um, and I kind of get little bits like that from them still. So I kind of have an idea in mind. Has anyone ever opened their eyes and said, oh, lol, they're too long? Um, I've only ever had it once and it was an older lady and she just said I want them long but natural I want them full but natural and I was like no and in the end I just did a classic set but I added some wispy ones throughout as well and she loved them she left saying how much she loved them and then that night she was texting me quite nastily actually and she was like this is not what I asked for um, I want them taken off tomorrow and I always on their consultation card I always write down what they say at the time so I've got backup then so I always send them a picture of what I'd written down at the time and I say you you do know we'd written down do whatever I want basically but keep it natural but keep it full so um yeah so hard I love I love that yeah I want I want I want natural but long. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh God, you really don't know what you want, do you? So yeah. I always err on the side of caution. I always say to my girls, it's much easier to go. We can always go longer at infill. It's really hard to go shorter at infill. So, yeah. you know, so I, I always think that I tend to go a millimetre shorter than, than what they ask for. Because you're right. They have no idea about mm -hmm. you know the the lash language and what and what they want and plus they can come in with a picture but if their eyes are set completely differently you know to the person in the picture it's going to look completely different even if you did the exact same lash map they're going to look yeah different. I, get, I get that all the time actually they'll say I want this exact picture mm -hmm. and I'm like first of all they have quite almond eyes and you've got like like baby doll eyes and it's really hard trying to explain that to a client who's never had lashes before they've gone somewhere else and they're like I hated the old lash tech and that is like alarm bells in my ears when they say they hated their and I'm like oh god <laughs> if you could do a set of lashes tomorrow what would it be I would probably say my textured hybrid sets I, I love a textured hybrid set and are you doing workshops online? This is your first Zoom call. Have you done, have you done any online mentoring or teaching through, throughout this pandemic? No. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm literally popping your Zoom cherry. <laughs> How have you avoided Zoom calls, lol? Do you know what? Um, I feel like sometimes on my social media, I come across as quite a confident person. And even now, I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming across confident at all, but I'm actually a very anxious person and very shy. Mm -hmm. And new things such as Zoom and doing online things, it freaks me out 
when I've never done it before and it takes me so much long to get into something like that and it takes me weeks and weeks to build it up and then finally I will do it um and I'm awful with technology so like I even had technical difficulties before coming on here (laughs) but I did 24 I thought you could all do it in your sleep Oh, I'm rubbish. It's my brother who's the computer whiz in this family. That fills me with such, I feel really good about that now because I feel like, you know, I'm actually quite technically au fait, although my kids would say I'm hopeless, but hey, I'm better than you. (laughs) You know what though? Like when I saw that you did podcasts and stuff, I was like, that's so clever. Like how on earth do you even do that? Like to me, that's mind blowing. Like what you do, I think is so clever and mind blowing to me. And I'm like, I would love to be there one day knowing how to do all that. I think people that know, (laughs) I honestly think people that know how to do like all these online courses and they're so like amazing with like their computers and all this. I think they're so clever. And I always look up to those kind of people. And the the furthest I've got with an online teaching was a workshop, but I did it through Instagram, like a private Instagram page, which actually did really, really well. And I just went live on this private Instagram page Mm -hmm. and did like private videos for people so that's as far as I've gone with online teaching. I was going to say have you done any insta lives throughout this because I'd imagine those would go a storm. Yeah so I haven't actually done a live on my looks by lol account because I do panic in case no one wants to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) But you just have to carry on regardless and just know your own self you know for the experience. I just panic. You can tell your friends though. You can say, I'm going on and please come on, even if it's your mum and dad downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I honestly just worry. I'm like, when it says like one viewer, I'll be like, oh God. (laughs) But who cares? If that's the worst that's going to happen, I'm sure you've got so many followers. I'm sure if you were up there doing your makeup tutorials, everyone would be coming on. Do you know what? I've never thought about doing it live like that. I always think just to film like prior and then edit it and then upload it as like as I- IGTV. I don't know if yeah. it's IG or IG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my, my daughter says IG. I say IGTV, so it probably is IG. I don't know. Yeah, but um, the only lives I've done, I went live in the first lockdown, um, but it was joining onto another Lash Technician's yeah. live. She wanted to do like Q&A and she kind of guided the whole thing. I was just there like yeah um but and I also did my live in my private workshop but it was a private workshop so I charged 10 pound a ticket I filled this page with so much content I'd made videos of different styles how to do those so it was like a masterclass you would do in person it was just on Instagram and then I went live for like two hours I think it was just answering questions and talking to the girls on that and I really did enjoy it so maybe I will do a live on looks by lol soon yes you definitely should you're 100% sure you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and that's the other thing that I always say to my students that you learn most about yourself in your when you are in your discomfort zone so yeah get yourself out of that comfort zone be brave I know I think that is just one of my flaws just I like being comfy (laughs) well right now I kind of get it because I'm sure that everybody's confidence has kind of been a bit knocked throughout this um pandemic and these lockdowns so we had our little summer boom it was it was short-lived though wasn't it just as we're getting our mojo back bojo the bugger shut us down again in november damn him (laughs) oh i can't believe that i actually was having a little birthday party just with the six of my friends obviously it was it was social like guys um and (laughs) It was just like we were all drinking and then it was like announced and we were all sat there like might as well finish all this alcohol off then because why not? How did you feel in November? I was really actually quite miserable in November. Um, The first lockdown I was really active. I lost a stone. Um, Yeah, I put it all back on now, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Lockdown lard. Yep, we've all got that hanging around. I think the first lockdown was so nice because it was summer. I was having barbecues of like, and living at home, I had my mum and dad. And, you know, you could have people in your garden. So, you know, when it's nice weather, you, you yeah. don't mind sitting out in your garden all night. 
And then the November lockdown came and it was cold, it was raining, it was miserable, it was dark early. And I just think I lived on Netflix the whole entire time. I didn't really socialize with my friends. Like I, I usually like FaceTime them all the time and text them all the and I hardly did. And I was like mean towards my boyfriend, I was moody and because I can't see him either unless we go for a walk because we don't live together. So that was really hard as well. Like the closest person to me, I see now once a week and it's for an hour and it's rubbish. And it's the same this time now. I'm kind of trying to keep active again now the weather's getting a little bit better, but it's the same again. I'm just, you know. Did you not think that when this lockdown was sort of looming, did you ever consider him moving in just so that you could be in lockdown together? So we did speak about it, but he's currently working still mm-hmm. and he's busy from like Monday to Friday at work. So for him, it's not too rubbish for him, I suppose, mm-hmm. right now. And we spoke about him moving in here. And I think he worries in case like it would put like a straight, not a strain on the relationship, mm-hmm. but like I think when I'm at home all day and I'm moody as it is and then <laughs> getting on top of him when he comes back and stuff, I kind of feel like we are working a bit better being apart. It's made it's made us so much closer. It's amazing like how, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know, we kind of just spoke about it and I think he's comfier at home and I'm comfier at home and I would rather be here and he'd rather be, yeah. and he does live, he lives about 20 minutes away from me as well. So I think it would be a pain for him to bring all his stuff to me or vice yeah. versa. And I don't know, like, I think we both just thought we'll just stick it out. It might not be too long. Yeah. Yeah. Birmingham and the Midlands, I think you guys had a period of tier four before we were put into tier four. Um, I think you went earlier than us, didn't you? No, we were in tier three. But at Christmas, but wasn't there a period where like Leeds, or maybe it's further north, that the northeast was in kind of tier four before the wreck, that's where it was all happening, like uh, probably was further north. So yes. Okay, so trying to remember. Going back, so Christmas time, you were then, yeah. you were tier three, were you? All through Christmas? Um, yeah, so we were like the tiny little part of the West Midlands, well, the Midlands, that was able to continue working. And, ev- and everywhere around us, we were literally so close to everywhere else that was put into tier four. And I felt really lucky to be able to still work. Because okay, so everywhere- was in tier four, but you fell into tier three. Yeah, this tiny little area that we were in, like in Worcester and Droitwich yeah. and like Kidderminster around yeah. there, we were all in the lower tier still, but yeah. everywhere around that was in a higher tier. So I felt really guilty. I was like, there's literally people that live 20 minutes away that can't work and I'm 20 minutes down the road and I can. Like, how stupid is that? Yeah, and presumably your clients that were just 20 minutes down the road couldn't come, technically speaking. No, so I have um, a few clients and bless them, I had to message them and just say, I know you are in tier four and you shouldn't be traveling and I don't want you to get caught out. So, and it's better for, you know, I don't want to risk it with my business either. And luckily, obviously we went into, well, not luckily, but luckily for them, we got put into a lockdown not long after anyway, so they didn't miss out that long. God, I had, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain that 90% 90% of my clients, had I stayed open, 90% of my clients would still have come. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thanks to you. Yeah, I actually had a phone call um, of someone asking me, can you do my lashes? And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't, I can't, no, like yeah. we're in a lockdown, I can't risk that at all. I was offered £200 to do a set of shellac nails just just about, about a week ago. Oh, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Obviously, I said no, but you can see why people, you know, who are on the breadline and who are wondering how on earth they're going to keep paying the rent. I mean, homelessness is massively on the up. People are in dire straits. You can, de- I can, I totally understand and do not judge those that have continued to work, the ones that have genuinely had to work. Do you know what? I, I don't judge. Um, I've had a few girls in my Instagram um, messages that are lash techs and they've told me they're working. And mm. do you know what? I just say, you know what? You're obviously doing it for a reason and I'm not going to judge. And I would never say anything that's down for you to do. It's your business. And 
you know what, like you said, people have got to live and, you know, there's people out there that have got a family to feed and as well as themselves and a house and they're not getting anything from the government, their mm. council, they're not earning anything. And I just think, how do you expect these people to like live? So the end of the day, if people are doing it, then you know what? Yeah, I can also see why people get frustrated with the, with the people that are still working because, you know, potentially it's taking their clients away from them. But I think we've just all got to do what you've got to do at the end of the day because until you've walked in someone else's shoes, you, you just don't know where they are, do you? Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with that. And at the end of the day, it's not, it's not my business. So no. I'm not, I don't like having an opinion on someone else's business like and what they're doing because... I'm not opinionated like that to be like, I can't believe so-and-so is doing this. Like you don't know their situation or their story. And yes. Okay. It's frustrating because I'm like, well, I'm not doing it, but I'm lucky enough to still be stable right now. And I'm not in a desperate situation where I need to, whereas other people might be. Yeah. Are you hoping to get away in the summer? How are you viewing? Because I know that everyone's like, yeah, good riddance 2020 bring on 2021. It's going to be so much better. And, and I don't want to be the, the the person that says, well, it's not necessarily going to be so much better. Yes, there is hope, but I'm not convinced it's going to be that much better than 2020. Yeah, so last year was the first year I have ever gone without going away. Mm. <laughs> and it was horrible, but we had such a lovely summer. Mm. And being in lockdown in the sun anyway, I kind of felt like I didn't need a holiday. Mm. Whereas this year, it'd be so lovely to book a holiday and just fly away and spend a week in the sun. But I, I doubt I will go away this year just because I can't really afford the time off work, if mm. I'm honest. Yeah. And not only that, it's so up and down at the moment with restrictions and you don't have a, no one knows what's going to happen in summer. It's all just guesses and rumours and yeah. yeah, I haven't got any plans now. What's your survival technique been throughout all of this? Are you, you know, are you across developments? Do you watch the news? Do you not watch the news? Most people I speak to say they just don't watch the news. They're just like one day at a time. What's been your survival technique? I don't like to keep an eye on the news too much. Um, it's, it's hard because um, my dad for example he's obsessed with watching it which I think I keep telling him it's really bad for your mental health to keep yeah. watching the news because it makes you more anxious about covid and he's quite an anxious person anyway mm. um so whenever I'm downstairs I'm like right I need to go into another room because you're watching the news again mm. um I kind of just keep myself to myself in all honesty I, I kind of the night before I'm like what right what am I going to do tomorrow I'm going to go for a walk I'm going to try and find a new series maybe mm. I want to I don't know, learn a new recipe. I just, the night before, I think I need to at least plan at least, even if it's just one thing to do tomorrow. Um, but I do try and keep away from the news because I think it makes me more worked up and I start thinking about my business and I start mm -hmm. thinking about things that make me anxious. So for example, last night I was really anxious. I was really stressed out. And it's because I'd been looking at like, you know, things to do with your business in Corona. And I was like, I've looked at this and now I've made myself so worked up. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. And I, I even shared it on Instagram, my Instagram story. I shared it with other people. And then I started sharing ways to relax and mm. different people's ways of like relaxing in their methods. And mm. I just had a nice hot bath and I just soaked the drama away. <laughs> and I just think the best thing to do is just to not think about it and just work on you and yourself really. Yes. Good advice. I think the I think news at ten should carry a public health warning, a, a public mental health warning. I mean, who the hell would watch news at ten and then toddle off to bed? I mean, oh, recipe for a terrible night. It actually is, isn't it? Though <laughs> it's like, oh great, I'm now thinking about that, and then your mind's ticking, and you can never fall asleep. Like I, I can never fall asleep easily, right. anyway. I end up on TikTok for like three hours. I, I go down a TikTok hole and I'm like, oh my God, it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Do you go on TikTok? Have you got a TikTok account? I love TikTok. Um, I could spend a good few hours on TikTok and not notice. What I TikToks or watching? So I started off watching all the TikToks and then I did make a few in the first lockdown with my strip lashes and yeah. I never do very well on TikTok. I don't think I go on it or make enough TikToks. And then I actually posted a TikTok about 
three or four days ago and it's got like 8,000 likes or something ridiculous. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's just so random. You get one video, two likes, the next one, 10,000 likes. Yeah. The algorithm on TikTok is so yeah. strange. I don't understand it. And I keep saying to my girls, you've got to teach me how to use TikTok. And they're like, oh no, mum, really? <laughs> I think that the thought of me let loose on TikTok is just too big a cringe. But I know that Claire from The Lash House, I don't know if you know the, uh, Claire at The Lash House, she's making a massive go of it on TikTok. I mean, she's like so good at it. Her um, lash product business has gone through the roof all because of TikTok and she's got so many followers. So I definitely don't think it should be ruled out. I, I, I might give it a go. I don't know. I mean, I struggle enough as it is with Instagram. Yeah, so I I think I might start making more TikToks and going down the TikTok route anyway because I've made a couple and I quite enjoy making them anyway. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? And it gives you an excuse to put a bit of makeup on and do your hair, so. Well, at the moment, we've got the time, so it, it, it's worth a go, I reckon. Yeah, and like you said, I think it's quite good because you have such a different audience on different social medias you have different audiences and it's quite good for your business like you said with Claire like she does really well with her um like her lash supplies and things like that and a lot of it is through TikTok and I find that TikTok can be such an amazing platform to grow your business and also you've got a very young client base so they're probably that they're they're probably more your client base your um what do you call it yeah what's it called what's it called when you have a (laughs) (laughs) oh god demographic oh god i'll have to say that again Uh, see if i can cut that in um and also you've got a really young client base so that would probably work well for your demographic whereas my ladies probably aren't on tiktok if i'm realistic yeah i suppose tiktok is you'll be surprised actually i see a lot of tiktoks and it's like they, they like it isn't always just like quite young people. I'm quite surprised because I first heard of TikTok through my family friend's daughter and she's, I think she's 11 or 12 now. <laughs> and all of a sudden I see like 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds on TikTok and I'm like, oh, but I think you do get a lot more, yeah, younger yeah. generation on TikTok, I suppose. My kids are completely obsessed with it. But then there was all of that um, rumour mill during the last lockdown that, TikTok was owned by China and that they were spy, <laughs> spying on us and that, <laughs> that we all had to come off TikTok and stuff. I mean, just another one of those crazy rumours. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard that actually. And I was just like, surely not. Like, and people anyway, make it all the time. I haven't got anything to hide. If they want to watch me do my TikToks, knock yourself out, really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean... It's not like I'm posting anything I shouldn't be, so. Oh, oh dear. Oh, lol, it's been so lovely to get to know you on here and to pop your Zoom cherry as well. (laughs) (laughs) So much for taking the time to speak to me and hopefully we won't be locked down for too much longer, but if it does go on a bit longer, I'll probably catch up with you in a few weeks. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me and just, you know, being interested in Looks by Lol. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. I've really, I've enjoyed having my Zoom cherry popped. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to catch up in a few weeks. And I think this has been really good for me because I feel a lot more confident doing things like this now. Because when you first messaged me, I was like, oh but now I've really, really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. You are very welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend. And you. Thank you.